What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View here on a Sunday evening. Uh, it is the crew. We are back for POV uh, after what was a long weekend for me anyway. Um, and we got the... Uh, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I had a, I chose... I decided to have a three-day weekend, so I said it was a long weekend. Damn. I was going to say, I literally spent one of those long days with you. So I don't I, I'm know. just saying in general. Thanks for the invite, guys. Right? <laughs> If you guys were closer, you would have had an invite, but you know, I don't think Molly would have flown six hours for a, a I mean, six I'm hour. Fine. I, I had a three day weekend. I had a three day weekend. I could have made that eight hour drive. Like, you know, whatever. I don't know. It seems like you guys had a pretty good Friday, though, Jill. We did. We did have a very nice Friday. I was about two seconds from buying some Ahsoka dual sabers, and uh, I did not. I'll probably be buying those tomorrow. How you have the will to go to downtown Disney and not spend <laughs> at least a hundred dollars i will oh, never no. understand i mean lunch was not cheap so that was my spending money for the day yeah. but it was worth it because black tap was freaking fun. yeah that, that place looked awesome it place was place so fun. <laughs> never so even good. heard of it but maybe next month talk to me in about a month and maybe i will have some lightsabers in display <laughs> <behind> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> i'm getting that jake and i are getting our star wars stuff at 7 a.m. tomorrow when it, they release Galaxy Edge stuff on the Disney store. So, oh, geez, are they really? Oh, yeah, everything that I wanted in celebrate at celebration, I'm buying tomorrow. So, well, so I, I wasn't, I, I was, I wasn't planning on getting anything, but then I, I ended up winning my fantasy baseball and I got 600 bucks on coming on the way. So, I'm like, I'm like, um, okay, okay. Uh, that's that, <laughs> Gabby's money. No, sorry. <laughs> she, she knows that's not her money. No. And she's probably going to say something in the background, but no, it's not yours. Um, anyway, uh, Molly, how, how's your weekend going? Uh, good, good Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, we've been doing a lot of game streaming on Twitch, uh, figuring stuff out for that, getting ready for squadrons, uh, doing oh, yeah. cu custom layouts and everything for, for the streams that we'll be doing for that. So. Um, can can we have a memorial for Alex's beard after Squadron? Like, I'm I'm really digging the beard, and I know he's like ecstatic to shave it off. But I'm like, Alex, no, don't do it. I think he'll probably keep like he'll shave it off, obviously, to just the, the, mustache, the mustache. But eventually, he might grow it back. It just it's like really scraggly right now. I love it. I love the beard. Um, all right. Well, we are here tonight to discuss a lot in the Shimona, but we're also going to be joined by um, a, a a rock star, if you will, that has popped up recently inside the Shimodown, and that is rookie uh, Adam Collins. Uh, he is currently rocking it in the singles tournament, three uh, zero so far, and knocking out some big names. And he's got a big upcoming match uh, this week, which we will see him face off against Brendan Meyer. So let's go ahead and bring in our guest here, and Mister Adam the Coyote Collins is with us. How you doing, man? Hey, evening all. Thanks for having Hello. me here. Big fan I, of the show. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I dig that shirt, man. That's so on brand. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I don't have any official licensing yet, so I stocked up on Coyote shirts. I love uh, it. I'm going to try and reveal them, you know, uh, as I can. Smart. There you go. Smart. There you I go. love it. Um, all right, so before we get into the questioning for Adam, just real quick, uh, everyone, if you guys have questions for us or for Adam or anything, you guys can hit that Streamlabs link, uh, which is right above uh -oh. me. It's in the description. If you want to send some questions in, uh, go ahead and send them there for uh, 
uh, a member of Corruption. Yes, Kylie is Kylie is very excited because someone Corruption is here tonight. Um, <laughs> and so send in those questions, guys. Get those going. As for now, we'll go ahead and start off with the question that we always ask our guests, and that is, um, what is it about the Schmodown that keeps you coming back, first of all, as a fan and now as a uh, competitor? I mean, it's, it's really uh... – uh, it scratches that itch as a film obsessive. That's that's what it's all about. You know, I, <clears throat> for the longest time, thought I uh, may have had a condition, and then I discovered <laughs> Showdown. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was it was uh, eye opening to find this community as a fan first uh, that shared my uh, obsession, passion, whatever you want to call it, and uh, you know, watching these competitors duke it out. Um, you know, was uh, not only a, a, a really entertaining to watch, but um, because I've played trivia, you know, uh, for as long as I can remember, uh, I enjoyed playing along. And, you know, I've been to all the East Coast live events, or at least the Northeast, the three New York ones, and met a lot of the competitors and fellow fans there. And that's when it really cemented that I'd found, a you know, a core group of people that uh, I'd love to spend uh, more time with. Nice. Are you on the East Coast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm up in uh, uh, Massachusetts. Nice. Oh. Fellow East Coaster. Yay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get a lot of those. You don't get a lot of East Coast. I'm yeah, down here in Atlanta. 9.08 p.m. or night hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it, you've, we, all, we all know that you competed in the fan leagues and, and you did your thing. And um, But how, how does it feel to officially be in, like, the official – movie trivia competition with you know and you've obviously been watching and stuff like that is it any different in your mind competing in this compared to what it was like in the fan leagues oh yeah definitely uh the fan leagues uh uh are a community that i'm still uh very close with um i like to stay involved as a host for a lot of their matches when they'll have me so nice uh, you keep you keep tabs on the fan leagues uh uh you know you'll definitely uh, see me pop up to host because i i they're my friends, you know, like, I mean, granted, I was only in that community for six to seven months, but um, I grew very fond of a lot of those people and uh, like to stay in touch and stay involved and, you know, appreciate my roots. So, um, but the Schmodown itself is a different beast. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, it's not that there's this uh, misconception, I think sometimes, like some people oversimplify and say the the other league's questions are, more difficult, which I, I, I think that's a, a, a loaded statement. Um, it depends on which league you're following and how specific the categories are for that particular match, whereas the Schmodown is much more standardized. Uh, so the thing about the Schmodown is when you play in singles, you have to really stay on your toes, and it really tests how engaged are you with all genres of movies, all eras of movies. And, and uh, uh, you know, that's, that's the challenge there with the Schmodown. Um, and while I'm proud of what I've achieved thus far, it's one match at a time for me. I go in with open eyes in every single match and uh, never underestimate who I'm playing. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a different beast, but, uh, you know, it's not that I wasn't passionate when I played in the other leagues. I was very passionate about playing those matches, but the Schmodown takes it to another level because, admittedly, you know, we have, it's, a, it's a wider audience. There's a lot on the line for these factions. You know, you grow close to these people you're working with and, and studying with and you want to deliver for them. So uh, there's there's definitely some added pressure, but it's it's a good thing in my mind. It's motivating. 
No, I, seems, I have a question. Seems to be working so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, picking back, piggybacking off of that when it comes to <laughs> factions. Um, I believe you were on C2A and you had mentioned that you had message Shannon about possibly being drafted. Correct me if I'm wrong with that statement. Um, was Shannon like your ride or die manager? Like if she didn't draft you, like was she like your number one pick? She was. Managers? Yes. Uh, so um, uh, basically what happened was um, I started to hit my stride in the other leagues. I was picking up a series of wins in singles and teams um, and other divisions as well in different leagues. And I was, you know, it's not that I felt like that was uh, that was me punching my ticket to directly to the Schmodown. I, I had no expectation to actually get into the Schmodown anytime soon. Um, uh, so basically what happened was Shannon was on SCN Live. Uh, this is pre-quarantine. She was in the studio. And uh, she mentioned that there was a vacancy in the faction. So I drafted a, you know, a admittedly long but very thought out and proofread uh, message uh, to Shannon uh, that also had a link to a couple of my matches that I was proud of. Nice. And just said, hey, you know, this is who I am. I have no expectation to actually be in the Schmodown, but if you, if I were ever get the shot, here's what I think I could provide uh, as a player. And, uh, you know, I didn't get an immediate response, but she, you know, not only is she a pro, but she's a good person. And she sent me a very thoughtful response a few weeks later saying, Hey, sorry, I didn't see this right away. Appreciate your, your motivation, your passion. We're not currently drafting, but you know, I'll keep an eye on your matches. And then fast forward to May and I get a, a direct message from Christian and my heart stops because he says, do you want to be a free agent? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what? And, yeah. And, and uh, I only discovered after the fact, I thought maybe Shannon had presented me to Christian as a prospect, but he had discovered me on his own. Wow. Uh, which made it more, even more special because he, he, he kind of scouted me on his own as far as I'm aware and vetted me, asked around about me and stuff like that. Make sure I wasn't uh, a loose cannon, so to speak. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, then Shannon was the first one to reach out to me like, Hey, it's on now. What do you think about joining corruption? I'm like my first choice as she's, you know, for all these reasons. And, and then I had a wonderful conversation with, uh, and this is public knowledge, uh, with Winston as well. And, um, you know, swag, obviously, uh, you know, their record speaks for itself as well. And they're, they've kind of, you know, become our, our, uh, unofficial rivals, so to speak. Kind season. of. Yeah. Winston and Shannon are definitely doing that dance this season. That's for sure. <laughs> well, because, you know, Oyama and, and Liz uh, both took out uh, respective members of corruption. It was like, yes. okay, so now, now we have this dynamic. And then of course, Ace and Laura, uh, you know, that yes. was, that, that's one that uh, we've held on to. So it's been a little bit of a, you know, revenge, uh, you know, uh, revenge tour. Here. You know, <laughs> so far so good. You know, we'll see how the rest of the tournament shakes out. <laughs> um, I know that uh, you had mentioned something about knowledge and history and stuff. Molly, I think you had a question about that, right? Yeah. I mean, first of all, you're, you've been killing it and it's, it's so Literally. fun to watch you play. And it's like, it sounds very similar to the way that Alex got into it. He's just always been a Star Wars trivia freak and like just uh -huh. remembers everything. And he's like, oh, I can put this to good use and, and do this thing called the Schmodown. Um, but yeah, I was just curious That's for about, damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I was just curious about your history with movies and and just general movie trivia. Have you always been kind of a, a movie nerd and just like remembering things about different movies? You could say that, yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, like your uh, uh, your husband, uh, who's uh, a very impressive competitor, uh, as are you, by the way. Uh, your your you. your display in that tournament was very exciting to watch, and uh, I look forward to seeing you play more matches. So, uh, please come back. Um, but uh, yeah, so Alex, uh, uh, you know, I identified with him right away because. Um, Look, I'm I'm not gonna mince words here. Like I'm a I'm a big Star Wars fan as well, and uh, you know that's not me saying anything's gonna happen. But I you're welcome here anytime, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a Star Wars podcast. We all yeah, Star Wars here. <laughs> but the reason I say that is because Star Wars uh, was one of my gateway drugs, so to speak, uh, with film. Um, I mean, even before that, it was kind of like an odd mixture of films. It's like. Spaceballs and uh, uh, Help, the Beatles movie, which I, I watched obsessively as a child. Um, uh, those, those, and Jaws at a way too young an age. Those, those like <laughs> really got me like into movies. Aside from like you know the stuff we were all raised on Disney and stuff like that, which was fine. But I, I really glommed on to the stuff I shouldn't have been watching right away. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then Star Wars is that great middle ground for, you know, kids where they can feel like they're watching something that's just a little bit scary, you know, in all the right ways, exciting people's lives are on the line, but it's an escape. It's a fantasy. Um, and then that just grew and grew and grew. And, uh, you know, uh, by the time uh, I was applying to college many moons ago, um, I uh, ended up getting into a communication school, which uh, freshman year, I was kind of undecided. And then I ended up finally uh, committing to the film program. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a film school graduate, um, you know, and like many film school graduates, I have like a spotty resume in the industry. And I have like what I do to like, you know, put a roof over my head. But um, I, uh, my heart has never left that business. Um, you know, I, that's where my passion lies. That's what the Schmodown does for me. Um, and uh, it's never going to go away uh, as long as I live. You know, film is what I live and breathe. And, you know, um, it was a fantasy at one time to get into production, which, you know, never, never give up on your dreams or anything like that. I would love to get back into that someday. But just engaging with it, even from a fan perspective, a criticism perspective, a, a trivia perspective uh, is is enough to keep me happy that's awesome do you just like wipe the floor if you go to like any local like bar trivia or anything like that yeah until the other team start getting pissed off and cheat with their phones <laughs> yeah. oh, boo. that's fair that's, that's when fair. you know you're doing good though is when the other team has to cheat because yeah, they're like this yeah. This and, hole over here and still and still can't beat him. And still can't beat him, right? Still can't beat him. <laughs> I mean, uh, we've had to settle for second place once or twice because people, you know, have that hail mary cheat pass at the end. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is what it is. As long as I get like a discount on my beer or whatever. Yeah, that's there you what go. matters. That's, that's, what that's matters a great way to look at it. That is a great way to look at it. <laughs> all the, I feel like all the nerdy bars in Atlanta know me and Alex at this point because oh, if they do, I, if I, they I, ever they're do, they're like you guys. You guys can't compete. You guys. <laughs> if they ever do a Star Wars trivia night and we show up, they're like, really? 
They're just like, there's like, you guys don't compete. Here's your free picture. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's a six pack. Just go sit in the corner. Just go sit <laughs> over here. <laughs> Give everyone else a chance. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm, I'm curious. You, you said you wanted to be on corruption. That was the team you were striving for. This, the second you actually were like, I'm on this team. What was the feeling there? Like, I mean, you have some stellar people on that team and to then t to want to be on it. And then you kind of get disappointed. And then later on, then boom, you're actually thrown into it in the middle of things. How was that? Well, uh, joining corruption was, uh, very calculated on my part um, because uh, I I genuinely admire a lot of these people already uh, before I even knew them. Um, Shannon showed up this year <clears throat> and just hit the ground running and showed not only is she a natural at what she's doing, but yeah. she's it's like she's been doing it for like five years and she's setting a standard for managers who've been doing this since the beginning. Um, so I picked up on that right away. Uh, Mike is a legacy player who's uh, played in three divisions successfully. Um, and then Chance is the first uh, competitor to transition from the fan leagues uh, with, you know, uh, a pretty strong measure of success, I'd say. And um, champion, I mean, you know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to play it humble because I'm talking about my own faction. Brag, um, we need to brag about your faction here. Brag. Yeah, away. yeah. We're we're nothing if not humble. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Chance and Mike. I knew that was a combination of of uh, two people where I could benefit from their experience uh, and their guidance. And then, um, you know, uh, then I saw the rest of the faction on the roster and I'm like, I, I can't go wrong. You know, Mark Hoyk, Marisol, Laura Kelly, Clee, uh, Claudia, and then even Dewberry, you know, he's a bit of an outlier admittedly, but I, you know, the guy, <laughs> the guy's still underrated in my opinion. Agreed. Hoyk is someone I have been a big fan of since Beat the Geeks. I've mentioned this on many shows. I've um, I literally remember watching that show and seeing him going, like, this guy's scary. Like, this guy's yeah. terrifying. And then I and, met him in person. He let me wear his coat. And I'm like, this is the nicest person in, like, the world. He's so sweet. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. Hoyk. I love Hoyk. Yeah, Hoyk's awesome. And uh, I don't have to reiterate the whole story because uh, I mentioned it on another show. But um, I played – I think I'd like to think I played a small hand in uh, getting Hoyk uh, and Christian connected as a fan two years oh, ago. Oh, nice. I woke up one day just kind of – uh, out of the blue, like I started thinking about the movie geek. I'm like, what happened to that guy? And I found, I did some digging and I found him on Twitter. And then I tweeted at him and Christian at the same time and the showdown. And then Christian's like, are you in LA? And, and, and Hoyk's like, yeah. And then he's like, all right, DM me. And then like, once the anarchy tournament was announced, that's when Hoyk was revealed. And I was running around my house. Like I, 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 I was <laughs> I part of this. Well, that's true. It all sounds like it's hundred percent on you. I mean, and look, and look, I do have screen captures if anyone ever wants to vet this. Uh, I can I can send you the screen captures of my tweets. So you can receipts. Yeah, you can dig back on my Twitter profile uh, and find it if you're really skeptical. But uh, no, I love Hoyk. Uh, um, it's a shame that there's like this tournament's amazing, but uh, you know, it came at a time where Mark wasn't able to go online easily and compete the way all of us are online like this. 
and uh, you know, and then um, there were a couple of us left, uh, you know, who hadn't gotten a match. And so we're happy to have gotten our shot, but I am hoping to see a lot more of uh, Mark Clee and Claudia going into next season. Us too. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all a lot of fun. I, th I think Mark Hoyk is uh, someone that needs to be around more. Uh, Claudia has had one match so far this year, and she played really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really good match. And so it's going to be – and then we saw Clee once too, and she happened to be in a, a match where she was thrown into it that day. Um, so yeah. we, we haven't she seen was. the best of her either. So against um, yeah. the barbarian, no less. Against the exactly, barbarian. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're just yeah. you're thrown into the fire at that point. So, yes. um, yeah. So we can kind of shift gears a little bit here and talk about the singles tournament that's been going on. And, and at this point, we know that you've played three matches so far. Um, you played Andres Gallego, you played Roca, and you played Lon. Um, before we get to next week's match, um, just you know, your your kind of thought process after going three zero in your first three. Not and getting either. to play players like Roca and getting to play players like Lon and then ended up ending up with the TKOs and the KOs as well. I mean, is it as a fan, is it different from what it is as a player? Or is it kind of all meld together at this point? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's still something I'm processing. I'm I'm you know, sometimes think like I'm in like a, a Charlie Kaufman film and this is all like a an hallucination or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> um but uh no I uh, I uh, assuming this is real life <laughs> um uh it's been incredible um uh to be on the other side of it and I wanted to control my narrative as much as possible going into this. I saw people like the Barbarian and Robert Parker coming in this season with a, so much hype. And I think they both delivered, uh, you know, like I, I think uh, they're both uh, incredible competitors uh, who are going to continue to light the Schmodown on fire. Um, so I think they live up to the hype. That being said, I wanted no hype. I wanted nothing. I wanted silence. I just wanted to come and play. And uh, Shannon got on board with that early, um, uh, which I really appreciated uh, because you know, it doesn't only add pressure, but I just, I also just, uh, I wanted to be a little bit different and, uh, I'm not claiming I have this all fig this whole game figured out from, uh, you know, uh, a narrative perspective, because that's something I'm kind of learning on the job, admittedly. Um, uh, I, my theater days, uh, ended in my early twenties. So it's been a long time since I've had to dust off the acting chops, so to speak. <laughs> um, but I'm trying. <laughs> and I will say, hey, I will say your promos are, your promos are great. You're doing your great. Promos are great. <laughs> and I will say as a same, I was in theater my entire life, but I haven't been in it since my early twenties. I feel like that theater, like knowledge just never leaves you and you can just <laughs> pick it up like right away. I even, I, you have done. So, I'm not yeah. ashamed to admit I even went to theater camp and that was like some of the best memories of my life. Four years <laughs> in high school. It was my escape from my small town high school, going to this camp in the middle of Pennsylvania, being with kids oh, from all over the country. Awesome. And we were all into theater. We we're all into movies. We we're all into music. And that was like, that was definitely kind of like where uh, uh, I started to really hone my taste uh, being exposed to people uh, that I didn't, wouldn't meet in my small town. I grew up in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I think that's kind of what even fueled my obsession with film even more was that camp. Yeah. <laughs> me and Alex ended up, uh, this wasn't for the Schmodown, but me and Alex both uh, started taking improv classes mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. And it's been super fun. And like, that's it's awesome. crazy. It's crazy how much it's helped our 
you know, presence on the channel, but also doing the promos and just like, you know, having a personality in the Schmodown. If I may, uh, your promo with Adam Witt is gold. So <laughs> yes. so yeah, it absolutely oh, is. Thank you. That, it's that, incredible. That was pretty much all Adam's idea. Um, I was just like, dude, you're killing it. Uh, whatever you want to do, I'm down to do it. And it was really fun to film. So good. I know, but you were completely on his level, which is why it worked so well. So it was great. It was great. Exactly. It was so really yeah. Yeah, the acting's been interesting, but uh, I'm not I'm not going in heavy on like a crazy alter ego type personality. I'm I'm more or less trying to accentuate who I, I really am. I didn't I, I didn't want to just be a player who is just another guy who like movies. I, I wanted to make it something, but you know, it's constantly evolving, so we'll see where it goes. I do like the and we saw this a lot in the lawn match with the uh, correction like that was <laughs> golden and I, when you get your merch which i hope you do i want that on a shirt just like hashtag correction but spelled with like the ko yeah like the corruption Ooh. correction like just saying christian just throwing that out there just you know i like oh, that sure and i sure yeah <laughs> i i want a chance in mike shirt with i concur as well I would be all That's over an I concur shirt. I would be all over it. <laughs> um, so we did have a Streamlabs that came through, but it, it's relating to a uh, a question about teams, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. Sure. Um, and so I wanted to uh, make sure I highlighted this one from Brian here because it's a good segue into this match for this week. Um, how does how do you feel about facing off against the kid, Brendan Meyer, and Lethal Weapons in the team tournament, which we'll talk in a little bit. But the kid, yeah, you got the kid this week. Um, how do you feel going into that match after after your previous matches? Oh, yeah. There so, uh, <laughs> can you still hear me? Okay. You're good. Yeah, you're, good. you're good. Am you're I good. okay? Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Again, if my internet burps, I apologize. I'll be back momentarily. You're good. Um, you're good. But uh, yeah, Brendan Meyer is undeniably one of the most dangerous players in the entire Schmodown. And people, uh, just because he doesn't has doesn't have gold yet, people, uh, uh, I th think, unjustifiably put him in a different tier than like Dan Merle and Bibiani even. And he proved he can hang with Bibiani and Dan Merle on the same stage in front of a live audience. Uh, he has one of the highest accuracy rates in, in the entire <clears> league. <throat> um, he is a sponge. Uh, he's got that, he's got a brain, like just, it, it's insane the way his mind functions. So, um, yeah, I'm going in, uh, feeling like this is kind of like John Wick versus Common, uh, you know, in John Wick 2. <laughs> like I, I, I am, I am not underestimating him one bit. And that's I a really bonkers excited. fight. That is a, that is a crazy analogy to make because that fight goes on for ages. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I just uh, I, I I see him as an assassin, uh, Brendan. Hey, that's uh, he has the disarming personality, which is very. very he's, the, he's the Canadian assassin. He's the Canadian beaver. Uh, you know, Canadian. Canadian beaver. Yeah, he, he really is. Like he is just the literally the kid next door, especially during quarantine, uh, when he's staying with his folks. But like, I I just gotta say. Uh, he is uh, one of my favorite competitors to watch, and getting the opportunity to play him is a huge honor. So uh, I'm doing I'm doing my best to be prepared for him. That's for sure. Do you um, see yourself then, yeah, as you know, John Wick uh, or I'll, Common? I'll defer to you. <laughs> you see? Do you see yourself as John Wick or Common in that situation? Uh, 
Um, I, it's a tough question to answer because uh, I feel like either, uh, you know, uh, uh, is uh, says a lot about one's ego, but um, <laughs> I, 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 let me put it this way. I'm a big Keanu fan. Ah, there you go. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, so we do have another Streamlabs that has come through, and this question was also asked in the chat. Uh, but Billy, thank you so much for the donation, sir. Um, why did you choose the name Coyote if you did get to pick it? It was a collaboration. Um, so my my nickname in the fan leagues was the Nomad, which is a very similar character Ooh. choice to the Coyote. Um, it's a reflection of my personal life because I've lived on the East and West Coast. I've lived in six states uh, throughout my life. Um, and then also within in the other leagues, I was playing in at one point, five different leagues, and I was just going dizzy from all the different rules that they had. And but anyway, um, I, I, you know, I had this idea of of being kind of like a lone wanderer, you know, like a, a, a you know, like a a low key Mad Max type, uh, you know. Um, and so when I presented that idea to Christian, he said he was on board with the concept, but wanted the name to have a little bit more imagery and a little bit more phonetic punch so uh when you know he was spitballing some different nicknames he landed on coyote because he you know uh you know you have the uh <clears throat> uh the uh uh coyote collins which you know uh, he got a kick out of it's yeah. uh, crusher pushing you know um so there was that and then you know we could apply that same mentality that i had for the nomad to the idea of the coyote uh, so I got on board with that and, you know, just tried to make it my own. And again, it's still a work, uh, uh, a work in progress, but the thing that kind of rung true to me for it, you know, just kind of on a personal level is I've always been obsessed with this song, uh, called coyotes, uh, by, uh, a country singer. I believe his name's Don Edwards. I could be wrong, but double check the facts on that. Uh, and it's used very prominently in Werner Herzog's documentary, Grizzly Man. And it's used very effectively mm. towards the end of the film. That's a that's a that's a very uh, that's not a film you throw on casually. But if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. I love it. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's so good. Uh, it's not the kind of thing you throw on at a cocktail party. But I mean, Herzog, he's just the narration is all time in that film. And then the song Coyotes plays at the end. And if you don't, don't tear up when you hear it, like there's something wrong with you. So I've been obsessed with that song since for the past 15 years since the movie came out. So I took that as like a little sign that that was a, a good name to land on. Uh, so that's a little insight, you know, there, if that's helpful. I love oh, that. Helps. That helps. Um, I love Jill, that I believe you had a question. We can transition into teams. And yeah. I believe you had a question about that, correct? I do. So I will say when we were guessing who the teams would be, I believe I did guess that you and Marisol would be a team in this tournament. And lo and behold, look what happened. You and Marisol are a team in this team's tournament. Um, did you did you know of Marisol in the fan leagues? Did you ever compete against her in the fan leagues? What was your knowledge of her before you two were put together as a team in this tournament? Sure. First of all, can you see me? Am I, am yes, I coming for you? You're golden. Yep. Uh, like Mike TV says, am I coming in clear? Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Uh, no, I was very aware of uh, her uh, brief but very uh, uh, impressive tenure in multiplex and full metal, uh, two of the prominent uh, other leagues out there. And uh, she, she, you know, barnstormed those. Uh, she, I, I don't think she had a loss in her short oh, time in the families. Wow. Um, I really I mean, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she only played like three to five matches. I could be wrong. Sorry, uh, Marisol, if I got that wrong. But um, yeah, uh, she she won the majority, if not all, of those matches. Um, and uh, you know, I watched her matches just kind of in preparation. Like I watched everyone's matches in those leagues to be prepared for anyone I could play. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I have to play her, I'm in trouble. Um, so uh, then she got drafted. I was like, all right, that's off my shoulders. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, plow ahead, uh, plow forward here. So, um, but yeah, once, once, uh, uh, this season started off and we ended up in the same faction, um, it was just a matter of timing with us both playing in the singles tournament and, uh, her debut was very impressive and I got, and I got to give Bonnie credit. I know she was a little off the wall in that match, but that match is one of my favorite matches. Yeah. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I am but, obsessed with that match. But Bonnie put up 17 points, if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah. which is no small number of points. No. That was the best she ever played. Yes. He pulled that she, five pointer and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. With the pool it was, guy. It yeah. was quite, yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, but no, honestly, like, you know, uh, uh, that match, like we weren't underestimating Bonnie because we knew she was going with a chip on her shoulder playing against corruption. And, uh, she also wanted to prove herself to the fans and prove that she's, you know, uh, not like, you know, a lower tier competitor. And I got to give Bonnie credit. 17 points is 17 points. Yes. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get TKO'd. And uh, that's that's impressive. So she put up a hell of a fight, but it was no surprise that Marisol won that match. And I think it was a great demonstration of character on both sides, uh, not only in terms of the narrative of the show, but also uh, with how they both handled the game. And then the match against Oyama was so impressive, in my opinion, because Oyama played perfect and he couldn't knock her out. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, and Nora Ephron um, uh, is something he's traditionally done well in in matches. So I think taking that was very very gutsy, and she didn't miss a question. So um, so she had already set the tone, and then um, you know I had my my play in match with Andres, which I was very proud of, but kind of got buried because it was at the very beginning of the tournament. And uh, and I also uh, like to. I, I like to take the opportunity when I can to give Andres all the credit in the world too, because I went in expecting a tough opponent and I got a tough opponent. Uh, you know, he's the one so far that I've gotten the lowest number of points in my category in round two, because I was checking the multiple choice to play it safe against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, Andres you know, Andres knows his stuff. That's he knows sure. release dates. I know that. Yes. So I was, I was hedging my bets and release dates. Normally I would have been a little more gutsy, but uh um, not against him. And then the inner geekdom spin, it, that was just, I just, I, I knew those answers and he didn't, but that's no knock against him. The guy, the guy knows a lot. He went six out of eight in round one. So uh, there's a lot uh, ahead in this game for Andres, mm-hmm. but that match got kind of buried, unfortunately. And uh, so I, I had a lot of time to prepare for whoever my opponent was going to be. Um, and so once I got to Roca, 
uh, I went in with just weeks and weeks of just anticipation and preparation. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> what kind of mental state do you have to put yourself in to go, cool, so I went, won this play-in match, but my first match is freaking former champion John the Outlaw Roca. What like what what goes through you? Because I would be having a panic attack every single day, knowing that I, my first match is against freaking John Roca. So like, yeah. what was your mental state in during that time? The longest that? time for the longest time, I didn't know it was going to be him for sure, uh, because we had to wait for the championship match between yep. Irwin. Yeah, that's Earl. right. So yeah. I was preparing for Earl too, and <laughs> that's that's that's. Yeah. that's that's the thing I haven't talked about really is that, and it's, it's no, and like, and they're both formidable and obviously yes. Rope is beaten Merle. I think they're comparable on different days of the week. Um, but Merle is obviously Merle and that carries a lot of weight behind it too. And I knew if I had to play him, I mean, like how much more could the, 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 the stack, you know, the deck be stacked against me. So I, I, I just knew that even if I couldn't win, I was like, I got to put up a fight. I got to show that I belong here. Um, and, you know, again, to give credit where credit's due, I think James White proved that against Bibbs. Yep. I think, I think that's a match people need to remind yep. themselves exists because he took Bibbs to the, the edge. Yep. And, uh, and I think he showed how dangerous he can be. So all credit to James White. Um, but I wanted to do at least accomplish that. And so when the match ended up the way it did, I mean, I went in just prepared to strike as many blows as I could. Mm -hmm. And because Roka couldn't pull those last two questions, I got the TKO, which I'm happy about, but I mean, I wouldn't have gotten it if he'd gotten at least one of those questions. So it was a close TKO and, mm -hmm. and it's not like Roka was, I didn't wipe the floor with Roka at all. Uh, I, I got the closest TKO I could possibly get against him and I'm happy about it. But uh, Roka, Roka is one of the best, you know, it's just yeah. a fact. Yes. So after, after all that happened, I was like, okay, you know, I've at least got these two wins on my record and then, and then, and then chance and Mike won the belts and the opportunity presented itself. And Shannon approached me and Marisol about teaming up. And, you know, we, we come at this from a similar perspective and we're both passionate about the game. So uh, we're, we're going into this tournament, you know, as prepared as we possibly can be to take it all the way. And I, I am gonna, I'm gonna say it on record now. You two are the team I am watching closely because I think you two are a freaking force to be reckoned with. And I am so excited to see you two together. And I would not, in the slightest, be surprised if you two freaking dominate. <laughs> <laughs> Just wipe the floor. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and I've alluded to this on other shows, but um, uh, and I'm I'm not going to give away any specifics, obviously. But I I'm not ashamed to admit that uh, in in study sessions, she often knows things I don't. Well, that's, and, that's a good thing, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. For teams, that's amazing. That's brilliant. So that and vice you, versa, and vice that versa. That makes you so. even more scary. That's just that's just makes you <laughs> even more terrifying, in my opinion. So I. Am very much and what do we have your official name? It's um uh, deception. Deception. Ooh, that is correct. Love I love, love it. it. Yeah, I deception. Uh, I'll intervene just real quick because Brian, we got a streamlabs, correct? We do from Style and Moose. Thank you very much. Um, he says, Adam, are you and Marisol getting ready for the teams tournament? Currently, can can't wait to watch both of you together. 
Uh, yeah, definitely getting ready. Um, I mean, Chance and Mike also have a team's mat, a team's defense against Shazam, which uh, so all four of us are uh, studying and, and working with each other to get prepared. And um, we all feed off of each other's energy and we all help each other absorb more knowledge. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't get more specific than that, but, um, you know, uh, we're, we're remaining very active. I'll put it that way. How does it, how does it feel to, you know, two months ago, you're not in the showdown, you know, and then you get a call. You're like, oh yeah, we're going to sign you on free agency. And then if you fast forward and you're sitting in study sessions with Mike Kalinowski, Chance Ellison and Shannon Barney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, that was part of it. I mean, to be honest, the, the weirdest part, uh, for me, was getting my first texts from any of them. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Seeing Mike Kalinowski yeah. pop across the screen for some reason, that was that was the part that like took some adjusting that's more than even talking real. to them on more yeah. than even talking to them on camera. But no, that's I, I hit the ground running, and uh, you know, uh, I've mentioned it on other shows. Uh, I didn't know if I'd even get a match this season, so I came in prioritizing involvement. I wanted to show that even if I couldn't play. I cared and I appreciated this opportunity. So um, I knew that Star Wars and IG tournaments were coming up and I knew, uh, you know, I, I'm also a former question writer for the fan leagues. So I come at this with a, a very analytical mind and, um, you know, I like to think of questions myself uh, that would be fun to ask. So um, I just, I, I offered up my services to Shannon and said, let me help Laura Chance and Mike as much as I can. Nice. And it was just a great way to get involved and, and get to know everybody. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I, I, that, I had the time of my life breaking the ice with all of them prepping with, for those tournaments. Um, and I specifically wanted to make sure that I wasn't getting a ton of mention about my involvement with that going in uh, to those tournaments. Cause again, I wanted to keep a low profile. Um, so yeah, I, I really am appreciative of that time I had and the preparation for those tournaments. And um, uh, it, it, it made me very comfortable once I got my opportunity, knowing I was going to get a play-in match for singles. Oh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall for those. Seriously. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Only I could be a fly on the wall. Because I love, I freaking love Shannon and Mike and Chance and Laura and literally all of corruption I'm just in love with. <laughs> <laughs> so if I could just be a so fly Brian. on the wall, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like Pretty Brian. Brian's, Brian is our corruption shill. So <laughs> I am also a corruption shill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did miss one question. I want to get back to, and it has to do with singles. Uh, and Brian Nussbaum here again. Uh, let's say you make it to the finals in the singles tournament. Who would you want to face off against from the right side of the bracket? It's a fun question. <laughs> So currently, um, that would be that would be Mark Riley, that would be Jeff Snyder, Ethan Irwin, and Tom are the four from that side Tom, of the bracket. Tom, well, Tom. I'll give you I'll give you the best possible response, and I'll answer all four in the briefest manner possible. <laughs> um, so starting with Riley, uh, Riley is more than an OG; he's a pioneer of the game. Um, I think I think uh, he's risen back to his his level, his original level of play in this tournament. Um, and he's putting in the effort to close some of his gaps. Uh, so <laughs> playing Riley would be very exciting. And if he could get to the end of his bracket, that would be an amazing narrative. 
Um, Snyder is, uh, I think, one of the best players to ever play the Schmodown. Um, uh, I think uh, people glom on to that one Bibiani match way too much. Um, and uh, Snyder has a winning record, and he has a high accuracy record, mm -hmm. and he is one of the best at getting under people's skin and getting into their heads. Yeah. Uh, sometimes by exposing his own skin. Um, <laughs> oh, literally. It is true. That is yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Literally and figuratively, yes. Literally. Um, so I know he's super motivated, especially after beating Oyama. So uh, we'll see where he goes, but that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Tom, the enigma. Tom. Tom. Just, just the way you said that, Tom. Tom. I'm a big fan of Tom. A big fan of Tom. Me too. I'm not. I, I am not going to mince words. I love Tom, uh, and I would love to just you know even be in a digital room with Tom and kind of like pick up on some of that vibe. Um, so playing him would be exciting and an honor. Uh, and I think Tom is demonstrating uh, how how good he is in this singles tournament. And even though he hasn't gotten like a, a perfect first round yet in the tournament, how many perfect first rounds has the guy gotten? Like a Two billion? Seriously. Yeah. Or like almost every other match outside of this yeah. tournament. He's gotten a lot <laughs> of perfect oh, wow. rounds. Uh, and he's one of the best at just keeping himself in the shadows. So I find him fascinating. Uh, yeah. And then and then a lot of people are predicting Irwin to go all the way, which is a safe bet. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, Irwin, you know, uh, has shown that he has to work for these victories. Look at the zipper match. And that's not undermining his ability. Irwin missed two questions in round one, which is more than he normally misses. And then he got opponent's choice and he still won. That shows how good he is. Yeah. That shows how amazing Ethan is. And it's admittedly a fantasy to play Ethan. But now I know, regardless of the tournament, I am going to play Ethan. So I'm thrilled. So True. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, right. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens, but uh, any of them would be exciting. Nice. That's, um, uh, I love this tournament sure. so much. <laughs> I love this tournament yeah. so much. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of a, a cool. One. Yeah, it's a cool transition. We can talk about um, you, you, you and Marisol playing. The Lethal Weapons, as they're called, which is Ethan and a Andrew Guy. Andrew uh, in your, Guy. Yeah, Andrew Guy guys, and, and guys, Ethan Irwin. My brain still hasn't <laughs> registered that Ethan and Drew are a team. Yeah, it's and yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So thoughts on on playing them in the first round? Uh, how you stack up against them? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? You know what? Um, I the thing is, I think. There are a lot of people who are already being very, very supportive of both of us, which is very, very nice. Um, you know, uh, and we we are feeling confident going into this. But I mean, we're still the rookies, and Ethan and Guy are both veterans. You can't deny that they're a new team, but they're veterans. Um, and Guy has proved himself to be one of the most adaptable teams players in the history of the Schmodown. Uh, Pivoting uh, to uh, Drew McWeeny and going on the run they did, mm -hmm. and like I mean, those two players seem so disparate and and incompatible, <laughs> uh, but they they went on a tear, 
And then McWeeny had to step away. Um, and I hope he comes back because I'm a big fan of his inside and outside the Schmodan. I think McWeeny's incredible. Um, but you, you put Ethan in. I mean, that's Sam Levine. He's like, I lost, I lost my my giant, so I'm going to go get another one. I'm going to go spend this. <laughs> as I'm gonna my, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to get you know someone to replace McWeeny, and you can't do better than Ethan Irwin. Uh, yeah. So putting him with guy, you know, like uh, makes sense. And from that perspective, admittedly, I'm a time machine fan, so you know, I would have been excited about that too with Janine. Um, but in any case. Um, I think the advantage uh, that we have going into this is we do these study sessions. We we have an understanding of how to play this game and how to do it online, how to interact online. Um, and, you know, I can only assume that Ethan and Guy are uh, doing their best to collaborate and prepare for this. But I, I'd be surprised if they're going to be as comfortable with the online format as we are. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Because because you and Marisol definitely have that quote unquote uh, on like the home field advantage because you're used to doing the digital with the fan leagues. So do you feel like that is an advantage for you two going into this tournament against people who, admittedly, have I think I know Drew has admitted he is not a huge fan of the digital format. So how yeah, does we that saw that when he played Bateman. Schmominati, right? Schmominati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I mean, uh, there's obviously uh, a prevailing theory that, you know, there's this home field advantage to playing online. And I think there's an argument there to be made. I'm, I'm not saying there isn't. Um, no one more than me wants to go into the studio and just put everyone's minds at ease. I am, I am more than prepared to play in a studio. I'm more than prepared to play in front of people, if that's what's asked of me. Uh, so, um, you know, rest assured, once COVID, uh, you know, eases its grip, hopefully, and we can all feel a little bit safer. We'll all have that opportunity. But, um, you know, uh, even if I have to wear a mask in a studio match, I'm game. Uh, trust me, I, I am excited to get into the studio. I, I'm i not complaining about playing from home because I don't have to get on a plane or anything. But everyone else is in the same boat. I think, I think the home field advantage thing is falling by the wayside because Ethan has now played a number of matches in the digital format guy has played at least one um so they're they're they can be prepared too um uh so you know i think the ease that we have doesn't come from fan league matches as much as just remaining in touch with our faction and and keeping up the rapport and the studying and and all of that um i think that's what makes us comfortable interacting online more than anything else. Um, so will it be an advantage? Maybe, but uh, Ethan <laughs> is an absolute monster. Guy pulls out a lot of impressive deep cuts. Um, so if they're on their game, it's going to be very challenging, but I, I do believe we can win for sure. I definitely think we can beat them. I think a lot of people are picking you, um, which, you know, after every, the showing you and Marisol have both put on so far in the singles tournament, uh, notably so. Um, speaking of Marisol, she is actually in the chat and she graciously Hi, sent us a donation via Streamlabs. Uh, she asked the same question here, burning <laughs> questions. Which member of the fellowship are you? Does delinquent meat taste sweeter than outlaw meat? What's your favorite <laughs> yeah. way to eat yams? Is Coyote Ugly the greatest film of all time? <laughs> Those are wow. fantastic questions. I love it. <laughs> all right. All right. 
Well, this is going to turn into a TED talk. All right. Uh, okay. Which member of the fellowship am I? Well, not to, this is not coming from a point of ego. This is coming from a, 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 per, a perspective of just wanting this. I consider myself, and I would love to, con I, I hopefully others would too. I, I would be Gandalf because Gandalf, I can see that. I can see that. Gandalf is my favorite character in the entire saga. Um, uh, he, he's, uh, he's just, I love that he's the steward across all eras of that narrative. And, um, and he's just incredibly selfless and so brave, but also hilarious. Um, uh, I just, I look up to Gandalf. I have my entire life ever since I read those books. Uh, so it's not, I, 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 it's not that I presume that I'm a 2000 year old wizard who's as cool as Ian McKellen, <laughs> but it's what I aspire to be. So if that's fair, um, going beyond that, does delinquent me? Okay. Well, delinquent, uh, look, look, all due respect to Lon, Lon's an amazing player. Things went my way that day. So it was a quick kill. I don't think it always would have gone that way. Um, but that was kind of like a, a meal to tide me over because of the way the match went. Um, Roka, Roka was a bit more of, a. uh, uh uh, a savory uh, experience. Yeah. Um, I'll try to pick my words carefully because I know Roka watches me and he, he might get offended. If I, if he, has, he has definitely turned up in us in literal. He has literally turned up in some of our shows. So yeah. You yeah. Never Roka is watching. John Roka, uh, a big fan of the top 10 podcast, uh, subscriber of your YouTube channel. Keep up the good work. Uh, hopefully that's not offensive. Um, uh, <laughs> moving on, uh, yams, favorite way to eat yams. Um, oh, uh, sweet potato fries. Ooh, yeah. 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 Love, it. Love it. Hands down. Uh, sweet yes. potato fries are, uh, taking the 21st century by storm as well as Gen Z. <laughs> and, uh, I think, I think, uh, there's a lot of exciting yam, uh, uh, based fries in our future. So that's my favorite. And then Coyote Ugly, the greatest film of all time. Um, you know what? Uh, as much as it pains me to say, I don't think so. Uh, um, granted, I should probably revisit that film. It's been a minute. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, uh, uh, but I'm sure it's as charming as it was uh, 20 years ago. Uh, best film? Uh, probably not. No, no I, I, think, I think I might fall behind a couple others I could think of. Uh, well, again, thank you to uh, Marisol for the donation and the question. Uh, much, much appreciated. Uh, some people in the chat have been throwing in some interesting questions that have nothing to do with um, Schmodown. Just kind of fun questions here. And the first one here is from Star Drew. Uh, what is your favorite guilty pleasures of your favorites 80s, 90s, and 2000 movies? And this, this can be a very way. We can have a conversation about this one. Um, so starting with the 80s. Yeah, don't give away secrets, obviously. But um, any favorite guilty pleasure movies from the 80s? My go-to uh, guilty pleasure from the '80s is Teen Wolf Two, specifically. Oh, everybody's like, "Oh, every like most people like Teen Wolf," and there's there's things about Teen Wolf that haven't aged as gracefully, much like lots of John Hughes movies. Uh, you know, you go back and watch the '80s uh, comedies, and they do and say things that are not awesome, but the the spirit of those movies, I think, endures really well, and that's why I still like the first Teen Wolf a lot. Um, and then Teen Wolf 2 is just this complete misfire. Uh, it's fascinating <laughs> to watch. 
Like, and now you look at the star that Jason Bateman has become. Yeah. And you go back right. and watch that movie, and it's just bizarre to like watch <laughs> the future killer of an actor. I think Jason Bateman's incredible mm-hmm. as an actor and as a creator. Uh, and if you listen to him on podcasts, the guy's brilliant. Like he's so fun to listen to. So I just love Jason Bateman, and that kind of that kind of fuels my fascination with Teen Wolf too. Um, I love that there's a dance number in it. Uh, there's there's a song and dance number to uh, "Do You Love Me." Uh, now that I can dance, that song and and Jason Bateman in full wolf makeup does like a, a lip thinking dance number to it, and it's incredible. Um, yeah, that that movie's great. There's a studying montage to the song "Send Me an Angel," which is ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, great, great, terrible movie. Um, <laughs> for the 90s, um, there's a lot I could think of, but one I'll go to just because uh, it's not a good film, but I love watching it is Problem Child. Okay. Hmm. Problem Child is a dumb, dumb movie. If you go back <laughs> and watch it, it is insipid. Uh, but the thing I like about it is uh, John Ritter is just totally committed to it. And he's just so stressed out the entire movie with this horrible, horrible adopted son of his. Uh, and then there's like this whole opening bit where Junior like terrorizes these nuns. It, that, that's that's funny. Uh, Michael Richards is quite bizarre in that film. Um, so Problem Child, it's, it's bad, but there's just so many memorable moments. Jack Warden plays his uh, adopted grandfather and like, and it just despises him. And so like Junior and Jack Warden are like trying to kill each other the entire movie, like in like a really calculated way. Like they're both like homicidal maniacs. Uh, so Problem Child is hilarious to me. Um, and then 2000s. Oh, there's definitely some bad movies in the 2000s. There definitely is, yes. <laughs> yeah, why am I struggling to think of, of something as ridiculous as those? Um, uh Oh God, I'm I'm a little bit ashamed that I can't think of a, a bad movie in the 2000s that's comparable to those off the top of my head. I'm sure something will come to me. Let me come back to the 2000s. Right. If that's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> does anybody else have any guilty pleasures? My both of mine that came to mind first uh, are from the 90s. Troll Two is like Good a call. I love super weird cult classic. Uh, Alex <laughs> introduced me to that movie when we uh, first started dating. And then uh, Best Worst Movie came out, the documentary about Troll 2. And that documentary. Fascinating documentary. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's insane. We've met uh, the dad from that movie Uh, like more than one time. You don't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. (laughs) He's super nice. He's a dentist. He lives in Alabama. He's a dentist. Uh, and then the other one uh, is Death Becomes Her. It's oh amazing. yes, I love that movie so much. It's I think so that hard. movie has risen above guilty. Pl- I think people recognize the genius of Death Becomes yeah. Her at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, in a lot of ways, um, yeah. No, those are great picks. Jill, did you have any? I do. For me, it's like. Uh, it's 90s and early 2000s comedies, mainly Mike Myers and Adam Sandler films. Yeah, those are a so lot. Yeah. Like, so like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, all the Austin Powers, every single one of the Austin Powers films, I can just pop on and have a grand old time. Uh, so I Married an Axe Murderer is my one of my favorite comedies of all time. Uh, everyone says it's 
boring and crappy, but uh, F false. You. Thank false. you. <laughs> correction. Is, you are wrong. <laughs> so I Married an Axe Murderer is an excellent comedy, and I own the soundtrack <laughs> compact disc. And yes. I listen to it. Wow. Anymore. There you go. Yeah, those uh, comedies are, are pretty much my go to films. <laughs> Brian, did you have any? I mean, for me, it's like any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but I mean, uh, off the top of my head. Well, I know the one that came out in the 2000s that you can say right now. It's one of your favorites. You challenge it to Keith? Oh, the hot chick. Yeah. yeah. I love oh, the okay. hot chick. The hot chick. It's so trashy, but it kills me. I freaking love the hot chick. Boys are cheats and liars. They're such a big disgrace. It's just, <laughs> it's not idea. help us when the Rob Schneider wheel becomes a thing because it's going to happen yes. someday. Yeah. Yeah. I did think of a 2000s movie. I don't think it's a very fascinating choice, but it is a guilty pleasure from the 2000s. And that would be the the very forgotten The Musketeer, which is like that weird martial arts Three Musketeers movie that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and, but the thing I love about it is it's it's just it's a mess, but like the fights are really, really cool in it. So like when you go and watch the Musketeer, you're like, this plot is it's, it's definitely trash, but at the same time, like it's, it's, it's honoring the broad strokes of the three Musketeers story. <laughs> it's kind of like a prequel to the three Musketeers in a way. Cause it's all about D'Artagnan and he's like repelling off of buildings and doing backflips and roundhouse kicking people. And like, and cause, cause they had the choreographer from uh, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. So that's why the choreography in The Musketeer is lights out, but the movie itself on paper is terrible. So The Musketeer, <laughs> 2000, there you go. Beautiful. I will say another one of mine that I think, oh God, I don't even know. My mom and my grandma used to be obsessed with it, so we watched it all the time, was uh, Troop Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. So stupid, but it's I, so funny. I have. I also have another one. Any direct to VHS Disney sequel is like my jam. So like Lion King two, uh, Peter Pan. Lion King one and a half. Lion King one and a half. Return of Jafar is a good movie. I like Return of Jafar. Aladdin and the and the King of Thieves is great. So like any direct to VHS. They got Robin Williams back for that. They did get Robin Williams back for that. So any direct to DVD, direct to VHS Disney sequel, I am also just obsessed with. Uh, I have a couple. I have one from the eighties, The Last Starfighter. Um, oh. That's a good movie, though. I, I, I know it is, but a lot of people don't think it is. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> I, I love that movie. I think I think that movie is one of the one of the perfect examples of being remade in modern era right now with the technology. It would be bonkers good. Um, and in the '90s, I thought of Demolition Man because I just watched it last week. Uh, You're perfect. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I love the Demolition Man. And then for the 2000s. Uh, Gone in 60 seconds because I'm a car guy. I love myself some I Nick love, Cage. See, Matt I and, love Gone. I'm not an action movie person, but Gone in 60 seconds is great. And Mustangs are my all-time favorite cars, and my dad and I rebuilt one for two years before my 16th birthday, and we modeled it after Eleanor, so I kind of have a, a thing for that. But, yeah, That's that awesome. movie I think is a perfect movie as well. So, yeah. I thought I this movie was 2000s, but it's actually 99. Uh, and Alex gives me so much crap for liking this movie. I don't know why. Uh, Wild Wild West. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. That is the oh, one. I don't know. He he just despises it. 
And you watch that movie at a certain age, it, it leaves an impression on you. It's it's yes. just one of those movies if you see young, uh, you're gonna respond to it better. Uh, you watch Wild Wild West for the first time now. I mean, you'd be hard be hard pressed to you know think it's amazing, but it's yeah, it's an yeah. interesting relic of its time. And and yeah. Kevin Klein and Will Smith are hilarious together. Uh, they so really I, are. I've been meaning to revisit that. I'll probably that that cornfield it. scene with the flying disc is perfect. Just mm -hmm. perfect. So good. Um, okay, another one here from Leo. All-time favorite musicians slash bands. Yeah. Uh, uh, too many to name, but uh, I have a few go-tos. Uh, one of my favorite bands uh, ever, uh, even though they were short-lived. I mean, they're actually still a band, actually, but their original run was short-lived, is uh, Blind Melon. So... Blind Melon uh, is known for the song No Rain, which is used in like every other movie trailer and you hear it at the grocery store. Like all I can say, <laughs> my life is pretty plain. I like watching the puddles oh, gather rain. Yeah. Is yeah. My life is pretty plain. It's yeah. like a go-to karaoke song too. It's it a great song. It's it's catchy and it's also just a good song. But Blind Melon is one of those bands I got obsessed with in high school. Uh, uh, they had they did two full studio albums and then Shannon Hoon, their singer, uh, tragically died uh, from a drug overdose, uh, it, you know, in his late twenties. And then they released a posthumous album of a lot of like odds and ends songs that they've done some covers and stuff like that. And then, uh, then they reformed in 2008 with a new singer and went on tour. And back then I saw them four times and then they took a break and then they went on tour again last year. And I saw them again uh, and got to hang out with them because I paid for the VIP pass and all that stuff. So I have a very close connection with Blind Melon um uh and their cover of um uh the pusher by step that the steppenwolf song uh they do a cover of that that's absolutely killer and that was originally my fantasy song for schmodown music uh so i love blind melon and then uh just on the other side of things one of my favorite singer songwriters of all time is tom waits uh so i'm a bit obsessed with tom waits um, I love I love all of his music, no matter how crazy it gets. And then I also just love him as an actor. Uh, so um, uh, Tom Waits uh, is just a, a he. He's put out some genuinely amazing music, um, and he's put out some less accessible stuff that's still respectable. Uh, but he also just has such a legacy on the screen that it's hard for me not to love that guy and everything he does. So I could go on beyond that, but there's only so much time. So Blind Melon and Tom. <laughs> yeah. Not only listen to you, but I love both of those. Um, Molly, did you like, have any? I was going to say, I feel like I remember watching an interview with, and I can't remember her name, but the Bumblebee girl from yeah. the yeah, music nine, video. Nine, she like popped back up and like, I've seen her in like a couple of different interviews for a second. I thought there was a documentary about her, but that just like popped into my head and I thought that was funny. Um, all-time favorite musicians to guilty pleasure movies. This is Mirasol. Nothing to be ashamed about. Bring it on. Bring it on is quite hey. an incredible movie. It's <laughs> what? It's really weird. Something. It's really <laughs> weird because I had two backup movies that I was gonna say. And, and they're really, both those, and it was literally those two, so it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> I will say though, I bring it on, and uh, no one talks about this movie, but Stick It is also yeah, Stick It's good. I yeah. love Stick It. Sorry, Molly, you can go on with the music stuff. I'm just I'm highlighting some comments. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> um, mine aren't like 
Mine are like pretty uh, big Michael Jackson and Lady Gaga. Like Gaga, are my yes, two Gaga. big ones. Yes. <laughs> obsessed, obsessed completely. Yeah, with Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson Michael Jackson is the greatest performer of all time. Um, hands down, his music is just one of a kind. Uh, but I, I like classic rock, like ACDC and Leonard Skinner and those types of bands as well. Um, I don't listen to a ton of music, so I'm very simple. And then my modern day, it's Linkin Park, R.I.P. Chester. But Linkin Park is probably my all-time favorite band. So, Fallout Boy, no, no question, no hesitation. Fallout Boy will forever and always be my favorite band of all time. Uh, Journey and Queen. Yeah, there you go, Brian. Those are good. Those are good. <laughs> Those two, for sure. Yes. Good one-two punch. Oh, yeah, and, 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 uh, can't go wrong. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say the entire soundtrack to the movie Twister. I love that album, and I listen to it <laughs> way more than I should. Um, okay, so a couple people actually put this in the chat that it, it should actually become a staple here on the show. Um, and as a POV, because on our Patreon, our tears are, are candy. Uh, so a question, your favorite snack and your favorite candy <laughs> to eat. Oh, boy. Uh, tough to narrow that down. Um, candy, uh, Swedish fish. Uh, I'm, mm. I eat a lot of Swedish fish. Uh, I have to travel a lot for my job. So um, Swedish fish is kind of one of like those road snacks that, uh, you know, in addition to healthy, healthier things, which I swear I also eat, I promise. <laughs> um, uh, Swedish fish, honestly, like just like grabbing one or two of them when I'm driving, you know, like for long periods of time, like it's just, it helps me stay awake, gives me a little sugar rush. And I just, I've always loved Swedish fish. Uh, and then uh, just, if we're talking junk food snacks, um, look, uh, I, I don't, I try not to eat them around other people because of the way they, they smell, but I love Funyuns. Funyuns are great. I love Funyuns. You know, when I know I'm going to be alone and I don't have to worry about like talking to people, I just, I just, I crazy on some fun yet. so there you go those are also two things that you can find absolutely anywhere yeah which is yeah. the key there that is the key and they're also proof that i'm still a child so there you go, <laughs> there you go. Uh, we we talk about food all the time in here so i don't think we need to go around the table enough on that one um we can go ahead and shift gears from some questions and get to these uh these final matches of these tournaments that we have upcoming here uh we talked about uh adam and brendan and so we can get to the one on the um on the bottom half of that bracket, which is, oh goodness, Bibiani and Shannon. Why am I blanking? Liz Shannon Miller. Liz Shannon Miller. That's what it was. So it was, we have the Beast and um, Lightning Liz Shannon Miller. Uh, this match is going to be bonkers. It's going to be good. And Adam, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one too. Um, it, two competitors who clearly are knowledgeable. Liz is right now has shown that she may be better than ever. Bibiani kind of stays at a nice steady pace, but he's trying to get back to the spot he once had. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm very excited personally. I know that Bibiani is kind of like my guy, but I'm excited to see Liz go up against him because she has proven herself as like a high caliber player. Uh, and it's going to be a heavyweight match from the get go. I don't know your thoughts on this one, Adam, who, who are you thinking sure. might come out on top on this one? Um, look, I think it's harder to say than uh, people would, would freely admit. Um, I think, I think it's easy to bet on Bibs because of his record and because he's one of the most, uh, consistent and tenured players in the entire Schmodown. Whereas Liz, this is her second year, and people continue to underestimate her. <laughs> and um, uh, look, uh, I'm looking at this match uh, 
with very interested eyes because I'm focused on Brendan right now. But if I can get past him, if I can get past Brendan, um, admittedly, I've been a fan of Bibiani's for a long time. Uh, so if I, yeah, uh, I, <laughs> well known, Molly, it's well known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Calm down over there, all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, uh, playing Bibiani would be a thrill for me because I'm a big fan of Critically Acclaimed, uh, both as a team when they played, but their podcast, I still listen to it. Uh, so playing him would be a blast. But uh, look, Liz beat Chance, mm -hmm. and people weren't expecting that. And she played the long game in that match, and that's why she won. And uh, I don't, I don't think anyone can underestimate her anymore. And they, if they do, then that's on them. And uh, you know, Bibiani knows Liz, and I don't think he's underestimating her. But I definitely think she's capable of beating him. Uh, and people need to, you know, I think be a little bit more ready, ready to admit that uh, yeah. because Bibs is amazing, but so is Liz. Yes. Uh, so 100%. people people need to watch that match closely. I can't wait to see it. Um, so yeah, that I, I we'll we'll see how it shakes out. Because if I play Bibbs, it's exciting because I've been a fan of his for a long time and be an amazing challenge. But playing Liz would also be an amazing challenge. And there's some look, there's some bad blood there. Nothing against Liz, but swag. <laughs> swag and corruption. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That is fair. Um, I, I, what about? Yeah. Oh, go 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 ahead. No, no, that was it. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Molly, did what, what do you think on this one? Uh, between Liz and Liz, Liz and Bibs, yeah. Man, when when Liz beat Chance, I could have cried. <laughs> I was just so happy for her. And that okay. Tank Girl question, like the yeah, story behind yeah. it and her yep. cat, I was like, I. I had had a couple drinks and I was just like <laughs> running circles around. I was so happy for her for that. And uh, yeah, I mean, and I love Bibs too, but she's been doing so well and I would love to see her continue to just go through this, this tournament and take it to the end, man. <laughs> uh, Brian. Uh, yeah. If you're sleeping on Liz, you're not paying attention enough because like adam said she's been here two years and correct me if i'm wrong her record's five and two yeah and uh that she, and, drama, by the way, so yeah uh, and she's and, only and this yeah and this right there she's yeah. only lost the champions so like it blows she's one of the ones that it blows my mind that people don't talk about like regular regularly because she's got a fantastic record like there are players that would kill to have a five and two yeah, record. literally yeah. especially two years in mm -hmm. so i mean she is no no easy win no one to sleep on like if you underestimate her in the slightest she's going to come and take you out mm -hmm. so yeah maybe I by decapitation don't yeah, hundred percent. Very dangerous. Very yeah. dangerous. I think Stop. she's like odd job with that hat. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Quick, uh, Jill. What about you? Uh, for me, I think this is one of the harder matches to really 
100% be confident in my choice of who is going to take this because as everyone here has said Liz is so incredibly underrated and she doesn't deserve to be underrated because she is brilliant and she is great at this game Bibbs is a former champion and he's killing it this season he is the only true player to have a true perfect game and that's scary so for me this is one of the hardest to like, like I, whoever I pick, I, I can't be a hundred percent confident in because like both of these players are so freaking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. although I would love to see a woman just dominate, but it, it, I, I, I think I'm going to have to wait for my like uh, ultimate choice the day of the match. Cause right now I honestly, I don't think I can pick somebody. Yeah to be honest yeah i feel it understand um the next one we have uh the right side of the bracket up top is ethan Irwin and uh mr tom um jill i'll go right back to you because it's probably gonna be very simple on this one who do you got on this one uh you know i'm always gonna root for my pseudo faction the den (laughs) uh so that's gonna be tom um also just because i love just watching tom compete like who doesn't so the more tom in my life the better so Let's Fair go, enough. Tom. Let's go, Tom. Fair enough. Uh, Brian? Uh, I'm actually going to pick against the den, which is shocking. <sighs> uh, John's going to come bursting in here and go, what the hell, Brian? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, everyone kind of, in my opinion, doesn't know how to handle Tom when they play against him. Like, how do you prepare yourself? Ethan just doesn't care. <laughs> like, Ethan literally comes in plays the game and leaves while sitting comfortably on his couch. <laughs> and I mean, that that's just as scary as not knowing what you're going up against with uh, Tom. So, I mean, I don't think Ethan's going to be phased by any of it, honestly. But <laughs> Billy. Billy, stop it. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I, I think Ethan might not be phased by it at all and just walk right through to the next round. Uh, Molly, you going against your faction or are you going with the uh, former champ? I mean, I agree. I love watching Tom compete, and his dedication to the character is just chef's kiss um, perfection. And I like, I think you're right, Brian. Uh, the way that he kind of, I don't know, gets under the skin of other players uh, or just like confuses other players the way he plays. I I agree. I don't think uh, Ethan is going to be phased by it. And of course I'm going to support the only remaining person of my faction left. (laughs) Ethan, you got this. (laughs) Uh, Adam, what about you? Yeah, uh, this has been a fantasy matchup of mine for a while, so I'm glad it shook out this way. Uh, with all due respect to the you know uh, previous competitors who who uh, availed themselves well, in my opinion. Uh, but Tom and and Ethan is uh, definitely one of those things where like if this were a video game, I would like prearrange that match and like and put in like two AIs to fight it out for my own. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to see how it shakes out. I think they actually have a comparable level of knowledge. I know people would bet on Ethan given his championship record and Tom's n- newer in singles, but Tom has a consistent accuracy rate uh, compared to Ethan's as well. 
So I think it'll be very competitive. Um, I would give Ethan a slight edge because of his experience, but Tom is more than capable of winning. Yeah, it's going to be a barn burner. It is definitely going to be a barn burner. Um, okay, and then the final match of the bracket is Mr. Mark Riley and Jeff Snyder. Um, I'll just quickly say that Snyder has turned my opinions on him, and I think he might wreck shop in this match like he has been. Uh, I'll pick Snyder to win this one. Uh, Adam, I'll go right back to you on this one. Uh, who do you got, Riley or Snyder? Uh, you know, um, I think it's going to be uh, like, I, I anticipate it being closer than people might expect because Riley, uh, not only has kind of found his groove again with the game, but he also is from the original generation of players with Snyder. Uh, he's competed yeah. against and beaten Snyder in different formats before. Uh, so I know people are betting on Snyder now because of essentially a recency bias, you know, Snyder played impressively against Paul. I mean, but um, even I think Snyder would admit that Paul's five-pointer was a bit of a bastard. So um, uh, in any case. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's a bad question. I know, I know. I know. I know. I question. Yeah, yeah, like I would have, oof. Um, uh, but I think Paul, uh, that was also one of the best matches Paul ever played. Like give, yeah. give the guy some credit. Paul's yeah. one of the best players in the Schmodown. That was, yes. and that match further confirmed that theory. Yeah, uh, it's not a theory anymore; it's just a fact. But, um, but Snyder, I do think, is motivated because he's he wants a chance to rematch Ethan. I know that, uh, so I I know he's going to ha- be very motivated. But Riley's also the last man standing for the Finstock Exchange, so don't don't sleep on him. Yes. If I had to put money down, Snyder, but Riley is capable doing this all right um well i think that's gonna wrap up uh tonight you're not gonna ask the rest of us our opinions oh sorry oh my bad i thought we went around my bad i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm checking all the stream and stuff that's what that's on me uh molly sorry go go ahead minor or mark riley my bad guys uh uh, we I all mean, disagree I, with what you guys yeah. said, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I do agree with everything Adam said. I if do, I, I had to, to be one hundred percent honest, if I had to put money on it, I would go with Snyder. But just because of again, he seems more motivated. He seems like really locked into the game. Um, Riley has shown that he's getting more and more to that point. Uh, and I love Mark Riley, and I would love to see him win. But again, like eh, gun to my head, I'd say Snyder's probably going to win. Last games, Riley gives him a much better chance up against Snyder. So, mm-hmm. um, but I do think Snyder will still win. Brian, um, I want Snyder to win because I want to see him play Ethan. That's literally <laughs> that's literally <laughs> the reason why I want to. I literally want to see that because. I'd want to see Ethan. I know Ethan will crap talk to Snyder. And when Ethan crap talks, it's so funny. I love It's like, he's just always so calm and so nice and stuff. But like, there are certain people he is not going to back down to. And Snyder for sure is one of those. So that I just, I just want to see that. That's literally the reason why I'm good reason. That's good. It's a good reason. Uh, Jill. Uh, yeah, I agree with what everyone's saying here. Uh, um, if I had to bet money on it, I'm gonna put I'm gonna go with Snyder. Uh, but Riley's killing it in this tournament. I think I think Riley is playing the best he's ever played in this era of the Schmodown. 
Um, so I would, uh, he, uh, like what Adam said, he a hundred percent has the capability to pull this off. But if I was betting in Vegas right now, I'm going to put my money on Snyder. Definitely going to be interesting. Uh, four incredible matches. Four incredible matches. Um, and I know someone actually put it in the chat earlier that we might not actually be getting four this week. They might be spread out two this week and two next week. Yep. Um, is sense. that how it is? Oh, there we go. Okay. Good to know. Uh, that So we don't have to be doing four reactions this week, guys. We can breathe <laughs> it just a little bit. Uh, we can decompress just a little bit. <laughs> um so yeah that's that's that is officially gonna wrap up pov tonight uh just there we go we got everybody's opinions on that match um i want to say to adam thank you so much for hanging out with us for an hour and a half man it was it was sure. great to finally get to talk to you uh we've talked about it a few times here how we we wanted to get you on the show and it's uh it was a perfect timing it was a perfect storm after these last couple of matches and so uh sure. thank you for hanging out for us for a while oh yeah absolutely i'm honored to be here well, well, good luck in your back. matches. We'll expect you back when uh, Deception starts making their run. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you That's and Marisol right. both. We'll get we'll get mm -hmm. both of you on. Yes, we'll get you both on. Yeah. You would yeah. you would you would definitely benefit. Oh, we know. <laughs> she, yeah, know. yeah. No, no, she 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 would add a lot. So. Yeah. No, I definitely want to talk to her one day too. So, uh, all right. Well. To everyone uh, watching live, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us in the questions and the Streamlabs donations. Thank you to everyone. Um, and then uh, for you uh, $20 patrons, real quick, uh, give you guys a quick shout out uh, for being uh, generous donation supporters of ours. So we got Rachel, Samir, Kylie, Brandy, Luke, Billy, uh, Canada Rocks, and our two newest, Reefton and Ricardo, who are two newest patrons. Thank you so much for the support, guys. Um, you guys will be getting a link to a hangout here in just a little bit to uh, – a little after show hangout with us. So stay tuned for that. Um, and we'll go around the table real quick to let everyone know where they can find us online. Adam, I will start with you, sir. Yeah, well, I keep spelling it on all these shows. So there it is right there. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Um, I'm I don't have a huge online personality, uh, um, but I'm happy to interact with uh, film and and Schmodown fans on Twitter and Letterboxd at Eisenthor right there. A-I-Z-A-N-T-H-O-R. Um, I rate and review all the movies I watch on Letterboxd. I got nothing to hide on there. People can study my habits as much as they want. It won't teach them anything. Um, I'm just telling you the movies I watched that day. So go check it out. I'm proud. Of, I like writing little reviews and interacting with fellow fans. So check me out there. Cool. Uh, Molly? I'm on Twitter at Molly Damon and on Twitch also at Molly Damon. And you can find me and Alex talking all about Star Wars on Star Wars Explained. Uh, Squadrons is coming out this week. Get ready for Bye, life. Goodbye, yeah. life. Goodbye, Bye, life. Goodbye, life. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Brian? Uh, you can find me at P. Valsino on Instagram and Twitter and someday, hopefully, Twitch. <laughs> Alex uh, said he would help you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jill? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Jillie Marie, two Ys, two Es. Sean helped me set up my Twitch stuff, so TBD on what I'm going to be streaming, like, again. Uh, but he is streaming. Uh, he'll be, he's at Twitch, at Sean Sully, and you can also catch him on the PJ Campbell Network on Foxbox. 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 They will be filming uh, their October episode in the next week or so, so stay nice. tuned for that. Nice. Um, all right. So as for uh, POV here, you can find us on Twitter at Schmodown POV right there above Brian. Um, you guys, if you're interested in an after show hangout, uh, monthly watch alongs, that type of stuff, hit that Patreon, check out the tiers and see what interests you the most. 
Uh, we're not on Instagram, so we're just on Twitter. Follow us there. As for myself, um, Twitter at Qui-Gon Jake, two N's, um, because someone took it before me. Yes, Brian, I'm saying it. Yes, I'm saying it. Um, and then uh, Brian and I are also on another show called Apocalypse Movies. You can check us out on YouTube on there. So uh, again, to Adam Collins, thank you so much for hanging out for with us. Again, we're uh, we look forward to your match in the next coming weeks and then having you back as well for the team's tournament stuff. And then uh, for everybody else here, uh, that is Molly, Brian, Jill, and myself. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.